Chats with Larry is a podcast of phone call conversations of me with my best buddy, Larry Keene. Larry is a retired minister and sociology professor, and he has the biggest heart of anyone I know. I'm Rabbi Brian, an ordained rabbi who heads religion outside the box, where I create great spiritual faith religious content for intelligent digital age seekers like you, people of all religious affiliations of none and everyone in between. I decided surreptitiously to record my chats with Larry with the hope that he would later give permission so that you might enjoy listening in. As you can deduce, Larry gave his blessing. Enjoy as we talk about philosophy, religion, sociology, and life. With love, I'm Rabbi Brian. Audio quality is okay. We both sound like we're on the phone. Larry was really tired, so we didn't talk very long. It's just about nine minutes. You can tell it was Christmas time because I talk about Christmas tree shopping. Five things. One, quote from George Zimmel about excessive psychic stimulation. Number two, a French word. Stay tuned for that. Number three, contemplating our navels. Number four, find meaning or you end up seeking pleasure. Five, what people talk about on their deathbed. Hey, buddy. Hey. Hi, Brian. Brian. So you're tired. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm very tired. <laughs> you're an old man to be doing what you're doing. I know. Maybe but you like it. walking by, are you still doing this? <laughs> I don't think you'd have it any other way. Well, I think so. It kind of, I said to one of them, it's kind of a barometer as to where I am. In my you see that you can do it process. still. Yes, yeah, if I can still do it. Yeah. Did you have a good afternoon? It was good. We went Christmas tree shopping, which is, you know, still a new experience for me. And I was cutting off around at the bottom because Annie wanted it. And I'm cutting it. At, we went to a cut your own tree farm because we oh. could. And Annie, I'm cutting the thing. I'm on the ground, cutting the round off of the bottom. And Annie says, good job, Rabbi, circumcising a Christmas tree. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that is so funny. <laughs> Oh, where did that little child grow? Go. Something else. Yeah. So I had a question. I lost a piece in a thought, and I sure would like it, and then go take a nap. I'm going to bother you for a moment, though. Okay. This morning, we talked about, at the Saturday service, you, you gave that quote. I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, Zimmer? Oh, Zimmel. Yeah. Zimmel. George, spelled like Zimmel, but it's pronounced Zimmel. So you talked about George Zimmel, and George Zimmel said that the excess psych- there's excess psychic energy in living in an urban environment. Yeah, you're overstimulated. Yeah. And that overstimulation makes us tired. It's exhausting. His phrase was, and that's what reminded me of Merck's comment about responding to this project, to that person, to this effort. You give yourself to all of these efforts. What uh-huh. Zimmel says is that we tend to become atomized. That was the word he used, atomized. We, in other words, get, we get broken up into pieces and we lose our sense of wholeness because we've given this part of us to that person, this part of us to that cause, uh-huh. this part of us. And he says you, in urban settings, something they don't have in rural settings is this excessive psychic stimulation that leaves us atomized, and the result of that is we develop a blasé personality. We just start that turning the word I was everything off. Blasé. We, we become indifferent. And, Could I and, say like a mini, mini depression? Yeah, that's right. So then just, I uh, wanted to tag that thought on 
to the other thought is, so what do we do when we feel a little bit of depression is, hey, I'm going to go buy myself that thing. And we find we seek pleasure because we're not happy. And as opposed to seeking it in meaning, we seek it in a new thing. But that's, there's no pleasure to be had by that. That's, that's what Carol was saying. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's it. And several people got it this morning, I think. You know, it's a, it's a defense mechanism that we, we think we can defend this sense of the French have a word, anomie, A-N-O-M-I-E, anomie. Okay. It's, a, it's a notion that you're cut off from any source of meaning, so you don't know what's up or down. You, it means there's no law. Anomie means literally no law, nothing to guide you. And so, so there's uh, no moral compass, there's no anything, and so you fall into, uh, yet again, into depression. You're lost. And so you think yeah. you can fill the hole, as one of the ladies said this morning, with buying stuff that that, that will, stro- you know, that will deal with your anomie, your normlessness. Uh, but it doesn't. It just makes it more confusing. So contemplative life is one response to that, where you get into yourself rather than into, instead of being other directed, you become right. directed. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's fascinating. There, it's infinite inside. The danger of that, though, Buddhists discover this danger, is that, you know, you can only contemplate your navel for so long without losing <laughs> You know, that's a literal phrase. You know, what, yeah. was the, what was the drug guy from Harvard? You know, his, Oh, Timothy Leary and Ram Dass. Uh, he said, I... Here I was sitting on a rock in India, contemplating my navel, drawing within myself, and I was totally disconnected from the world. I was no earthly good, and that was a revelation to him. So he came back and immersed himself into, you know, concern for others. Right, right, right. And that was, you heard us talk about that that's part of the spiritual life is knowing it's not about me. It can't be. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's the thing I keep getting to them, is and. It also is. It's a both. It's a both. That's the, that's the paradox. It, it is because, you know, the contemplative life can become so interdirected that it becomes self-directed. Wait, why do people it, avoid the inner life? I mean, I understand you don't go too far. Don't. But I, I have the feeling people just are uncomfortable with that inner life. They are. They are. That's right. Why? Why? Yeah, they're just changing. It's, they're just chasing this world of, it's almost as if uh, they want to be stimulated by unimportant things that basically have no meaning. That's what the topic of your morning That's is. what we were talking about, that uh, if, if you don't fulfill yourself with meaning, you seek pleasure. That's right. And it really corrupts the soul. The divine search is not reached or satisfied. In Countercultural to to not buy in and to not buy the newest thing and to that's a lot of pressure. That's a, yeah, materialistic society. We sure are in one, aren't we? I'm thinking of Madonna's song. I'm a material girl in a material world. Oh boy, that's right. I forgot that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that that explains why very rich people sometimes are the saddest people? I have a great quote you like about this. You know that one? Some people are so poor, all they have is money. Oh, my goodness. 
My students taught me that one. Isn't that great? That is a wonderful statement. I've never heard that. But still, as a pastor, a counselor, have been at the bedside as people have left this life. And what do they talk about? It's so interesting. They don't talk about their Cadillac. They don't talk about all the material things. They, they don't talk about the degrees they've earned. They don't talk about how much money no. they have. You know, all of a sudden, in that moment, whether it's a few moments or whether it's three weeks or whether it's six months when you found out that you're going to be dead within six months, it's interesting how the conversation changes. And they begin talking about qualitative rather than quantitative things. And uh, yeah, it's just and that's what we were talking about. But in the, in the absence of, so I said to Annie this morning, <laughs> we're making chocolate chip cookies, and she was putting the flour in one teaspoon at a time. And sometimes she does things because she can get a reaction, because, hey, yeah. that's how it is. And she's doing it, and I heard myself say, come on, hurry up, Annie, I got to go meditate. <laughs> oh, isn't that something? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Oh, uh, Larry, I got to run, buddy. Thank you for the whole day. I love I you. Appreciate it. I love talking to you later. Bye. That was this week's episode of Chats with Larry. Please, before you listen to another episode or do something else, think about two friends who might enjoy listening to this and send them a text or email right now. Tell them to listen to Chats with Larry. Thanks to Steve Koch, my producer. There will be another episode next week. And thanks to all of you who donate and support to Religion Outside the Box. Religion Outside the Box can be found at ROTB.org. On the website, you can sign up for the 77% weekly, my spiritual religious faith message delivered to your inbox 40 out of 52 weeks a year. You can shop at the Etsy store for great religious spiritual faith creations. Learn more about the Saturday service and stop on by some Saturday, 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for a live streamed dog free religious service open to everyone. And a special thanks to Virginia Keene and as always to my BFF, Larry Keene. I love you, buddy.